Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want access to the best in construction industry training? Call Master Builders Victoria today. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Uh, the global game is always must listen, and it certainly will be tonight with Simon Hill, 9pm, because the Socceroos squad will be announced in just over an hour's time. Uh, and to jump on to share his thoughts and give us a preview of the show tonight, Simon's been good enough to join us. G'day, Simon. How are you, Jules? I'm very well. It seems like the Twitter world is blowing up with the news that Mitch Langerak is not going to be in this squad. What are your thoughts? Well, obviously that's yet to be uh, officially confirmed, but that is the strong rumour. I have to say it's a strange one, if that is the truth. Uh, Mitch has had a very good season with Nagoya Grampus in Japan. I think he's won their Most Valuable Player Award. Um, And with a bit of a question mark over Matthew Ryan, of course he's not... Uh, playing at the moment for Copenhagen, rumours he's got a bit of a knee injury. Uh, you would have thought that Mitch, you know, might be next in line. That's not to say he would have necessarily started uh, in Qatar, but um, yeah, it's an odd one. I, I don't think there's an injury. Uh, I guess we'll find out more at uh, four o'clock when Graham Arnold officially names his squad. But uh, I, I'm personally, I'm mystified by the fact that he's, you know, not a, uh, not in the squad. If that's the truth. It does, it does seem odd. Is it, in some sort of way, could it be a move to take some pressure off Matt Ryan? I mean, competition is great in any team. You want competition for spots and you want pressure being on the incumbents. But in a way, does it take some pressure off Matt Ryan if Mitch Langerak's not in the squad? Well, maybe, but is, is that what the national team wants? Mm. Um, you know, I, I agree with you that essentially you need competition for places. I mean, you know, if you had two strikers that were pretty good, wouldn't leave one at home because it might upset the other. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why goalkeepers would be any different. And look, to be fair to Matthew Ryan, you know, he is a professional. Um, if you remember when Andrew Redmayne, you know, came off the bench to save those penalties against Peru, he was the the first guy to, to go across to Redders. And he didn't know that he was about to be replaced and said, look, this is your time. Go and win it for us. Um, so it's it's all a little bit um, confusing, but hopefully we'll get some light shed on it at uh, four o'clock. We're pretty sure that uh, Christian Volpato won't be part of this squad. It's interesting time because you know he can he can play for Italy. Italy, Italy he's not going to play in this World Cup, but Italy's not in the World Cup this time. It seemed like it'd be a good opportunity for the Socceroos to. Well, you shouldn't have to convince anyone to play for your country, but uh, have we sort of lost our chance? Do you think with Christian down the track to be a Socceroo? Well, I mean, not necessarily, because obviously he's not yet tied to Italy uh, because he hasn't played for their senior side in a competitive game. Um, so it's possible that his time as a soccer room may yet come. But, you know, it's it's whatever is within 
somebody's heart. It's, it's whatever you feel. Uh, if he feels Australian, great. And if he wants to play for the Socceroos, obviously he's just at the outset of his career. If he feels more Italian, more connected to that uh, part of his heritage, then, you know, that's fair enough. I don't think people should be rushing to judge uh, sportsmen and women uh, for the choices they make because, you know, there might be very good reasons uh, for that choice. Um, I, I think, you know, as, as we stand at the moment, even though he's, you know, clearly a player of immense promise and has just broken through into the first team with, with Roma under Jose Mourinho, and I know that Graham Arnold has, has been in contact with him, I, I think this World Cup is, is maybe a bit too early for him. Um, and Australia have other options in, in his position. Um, but maybe his chance will come in the future. You just don't know. And uh, as I say, I think it's, I, I don't like this rush to judge footballers to say, oh, well, you're ungrateful or you should play for Australia. It's, you know, it's his choice. Uh, and if he can play for both, then it's whatever is within his heart, what he, what he feels more connected to. And, and I think personally, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, Simon Hill, host of the Global Game, uh, joins us. Just got one out off here, uh, uh, 40 Wings Temp. I have a lot of suggestions coming through. Who should be in the squad and who shouldn't be? Uh, one here saying Azani and Quoll must make the squad. It sounds like Quoll will, but is Daniel Azani going to just miss out, do you think? Look, I, I think so. And it still wouldn't surprise me if he was part of the squad because he's a very, very good player. And he's had a good start to the season with MacArthur. Um, but I think if, if you're going to take one X-factor player, and maybe Arnie wants two. Remember, he's got an extended squad this time, yep. uh, 26 players as opposed to the usual 23. So it's possible he could squeeze both in. But I think if it is a choice between the two, personally, <clears throat> and obviously I'm not Graham Arnold, uh, I'd be taking Garan Kowal uh, just because he is so in form at the moment. He is full of confidence. Nothing phases him. And I think he's got that little bit of an X factor that can scare defences at a World Cup. Now, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to make an impact uh, at the very highest level just yet. But I think he's, he's certainly got that potential. And um, it, it would be my feeling that Qual should be on the plane. But maybe he'll choose both. Who knows? When the squad does get announced at four o'clock, Simon, who are the couple of names you're looking out for? You think they're sort of on the fringe, might make it, might not. Is there a name in there you're really hoping makes it that um, might be a bit borderline right now? Well, I guess I guess you're looking at the likes of Jason Cummings and, and Marco Tilio. Uh, again, two attacking players who've had really good starts to the season, but I'm fortunate for them that they've got an awful lot of competition uh, in the positions that they play. So I think they're probably borderline. Uh, interesting to see the makeup of uh, the defensive part of the squad. Uh, we've got some issues in the central defence because of injuries. Uh, Kai Rolls has been out for a while. Harry Sutar is only just making his way back, of course, from a, a serious knee injury. Trent Sainsbury hasn't, uh, you know, played for quite some time because his uh, his club side Al Wakra in Qatar have broken, uh, you know, for their season to, to get pre- uh, prepared for the World Cup in that part of the world. Um, so how does Arnie balance, you know, the, those particular factors? Trent Sainsbury is almost guaranteed a spot. But the others, you know, it's, it's a bit of a the flip of a coin. And there are some injury concerns, obviously, over Nathaniel Atkinson, um, Matthew Ryan, as we've already mentioned. So th- there's a lot of imponderables. And uh, I, I guess we'll, 
we'll find out in about an hour and a quarter just exactly who's made the cut. Yeah, we're certainly not the only country with injury problems, but I guess that's going to happen when a World Cup is sort of halfway through uh, all the domestic leagues. Hey, we're only two or three weeks yeah. out now. How are you feeling about the Socceroos' chances? I guess there was a lot of pessimism uh, just before we managed to qualify. Are you sort of growing in confidence the Socceroos can do some good things in this group, or do you still think they're, they're right up against it? Well, if I can put it this way without sitting on the fence too much, I'm optimistic but realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the, the reason for that is Tunisia, who are the second game in Australia's group, are eminently beatable. And I think we are more than capable of getting three points in the game. Now, if that's the case, then really you're looking at a draw from one of the two other games and you know you could potentially qualify for the round of 16. Now, we drew with Denmark at the World Cup in 2018. Uh, we, we ran France pretty close and we played them first up. They have a reputation occasionally of being slow starters. Um, and they've got one or two injuries as well, Paul Pogba among them. So you never know. Um, are we favourites to go through? No, of course not. And, and we probably shouldn't be given the strength of certainly France and Denmark. But have we got a chance? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's obviously depends upon, you know, the team playing to their absolute maximum and with respect, you know, probably France uh, being a little bit below their best in particular. But uh, I think it's a possibility that we could get to the round of 16. I'm sure this will be a topic on the global game tonight, Simon. How significant is the achievement of Kevin Musket to win the title in Japan, taking over from Ange Postacoglu. And we've seen Ange make the move to Scotland and it's obviously going beautifully. Celtic. Where can you see Kevin Musket bobbing up next? Well, wouldn't it be interesting if he uh, ended up at Rangers because he actually played for <laughs> <He> Rangers. <did. laughs> I mean, that, that would just be incredible for Australian football to have Ange against Muskie. Uh, and of course, they know each other pretty well and, and uh, Muskett has, has based a lot of his coaching on uh, you know the principles and the teachings of Ange under whom he served, of course, at Melbourne Victory. Um, it, it's a huge achievement. It, it's not easy to go to a foreign country with all the incumbent difficulties, the language, the food, the culture, um, trying to get to know, you know, the football system over there and putting together a squad that's capable of winning a championship. Uh, and he's had to wait a couple of weeks because they had a couple of slip-ups at home. But finally, they got over the line. And I'm delighted for him because I think he's, you know, in the same way that Ange grew as a coach, I think we're seeing the same blossoming of Kevin Muscat in that role and he's already had one little bite at Europe it didn't really work out for him in Belgium with San Troiden but uh, I think you know within 12 months he'll, he'll probably be ready to give it another crack and let's hope this time he's, he's more successful. Gee, would he want to go back to Glasgow? Fair to say he wasn't the most popular player amongst the Celtic fans. Well, I, I doubt he'd end up at Celtic. No, I'm saying, um, but, but they're just living, just living in the, just popular. living in the, living in the city. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what everybody has to deal with when you play for Celtic or Rangers. You know, you, you accept that that is uh, part of the gig, and you know, Muskie played there for many years. He knows what it's all about. Uh, I, look, Rangers have got a manager at the moment in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, but. You never know, you know, within a year, uh, if he keeps going along the same path, then, you know, maybe maybe they could show an interest. And uh, if Ange was still there, and to be honest, I think within 12 months, Ange will probably be in the Premier League anyway. Yep. But, yep. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's nice to dream of a Celtic Rangers old firm game or Glasgow Derby. Sorry, we're not allowed to call it the old firm game anymore. Um, with Musket and Postacoglu in charge, that really would be something. That would be unbelievable. Just before I let you go, A-Rod, our intrepid uh, panel operator, Arsenal man, he reckons they'll have it wrapped up the Premier League by about match week 30. But <laughs> as a Man City man, are you, are you worried or is this just a little cute start to the season from Arsenal? Is there any chance... Come the end of the season, Arsenal will be above Man City on the table. Oh, there's every chance, but there's a long way to go. Um, and, you know, City are pretty strong as well. We're tucked in there quite nicely. Uh, we've got to play Arsenal twice still. Um, it's going to be an interesting battle. I, look, I've been hugely impressed with Arsenal, and I was one of those City fans who wasn't necessarily thrilled to see Gabriel Jesus go yeah. over there because I know how good a player he is. And he's proved that uh, we're in the red of Arsenal. So, you know, it's it's great to see them challenging for the title. Whether they can sustain that uh, over the long winter months, whether their squad depth is deep enough, you know, the, these are all questions that will be answered. But at the moment, you've got to say, you know, every uh, challenge that is set for them, they've passed with flying colours. I mean, they went to Chelsea at the weekend, and I thought, oh, you know, that's potential banana skin. Um, but they got over the top of Chelsea, so... Yeah, there's certainly challenges. I think they're probably City's biggest challenges this season. But um, yeah, I'd be, you know, as a City fan, I'd, I'd be quietly confident in our chances. I think you, <laughs> I think you probably should be, uh, Simon. Thanks so much for your time. We can't wait to see who's in this Socceroo squad, and we'll be all listening to the global game tonight, 9 p.m. on SEN. Thanks very much, Jules. All the best. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.